1: Hello everyone and welcome to Good News for the City, the broadcast radio partnership between WAVA Radio and One Heart DC. My name is Brian Bales and I always have the privilege of coming to you as the host for this show. And whether you catch us right here on the weekend on WAVA Radio, you catch us later on on the podcast that you can grab at goodnewsforthecity.com or you catch me in person at Christian Fellowship Church on a Sunday in Ashburn where I happen to be the privilege of being the lead pastor, the focus is, and always should be by the way, the gospel. Because it is, as we say on the show, The gospel that makes a way. The book of Psalms have so many wonderful prayers and lamentations and and truths that we as believers should be aware of. And, And one such one happens in the 139th Psalm, verse 13 to 16 says this, talking to God, you made all the delicate inner parts of my body, knit me together in my mother's womb. Thank you for making me so wonderfully complex. Your workmanship is marvelous. How well I know it. You watched me as I was being formed in utter seclusion, as I was woven together in the dark of the womb. You saw me before I was born. Every day of my life was recorded in your book. Every moment was laid out before a single day has passed. There's a lot that this passage reminds us of, but one specifically is that God has made us each uniquely and intentionally. However, as we go about our lives many times, the enemy has this thing that he does. He he wants to put barriers in our way and because of that, wants to keep God's true design from often being seen and lived out from us. He wants to keep it hidden. But today, we're going to hear from someone who's leading a practice called Blueprint Heart and Mind Coaching, focused on helping people actually better understand themselves, deepen their relationship with God and others, and begin the process of healing and restoration. Knowing the truest you requires knowing your blueprint, and by the way, the one who designed it. So uh, actually, welcome back to the show, Brooke Ackerman. If you've been listening over the last several months, you would have heard her before on this show with her spouse talking about uh, God's journey in their life in another area. But I wanted to have you back on the show to talk about God's journey in your life here. So thanks for being back, Brooke.
2: Yeah, thanks for having me back.
1: So you are, some people remember this, a former middle and high school English teacher as well as a a former middle and high school youth pastor. Uh, You now own and operate Blueprint Mind the Blueprint Heart and Mind Coaching. And what you do, as I understand it, and I've had a chance to get to know a little bit about it, right? You blend Christian life coaching and inner healing prayer to help people uncover their unique original design because God has one for each of us. Um, You've done lots of things locally experienced and presenting at local conferences, small groups in the Northern Virginia area on a lot of these topics. And uh, your aforementioned husband, John, and you live uh, in a slowly expanding farm in Percival (laughs) called Someday Farm. It is a wonderful place. It is almost uh, (laughs) Narnia-like when you head out there, much away from the hustle and the bustle. So uh, for our listeners, you know, I've had the privilege of watching you. My wife's had the privilege of watching you and John as you've been on this journey to be where you currently are. May not be the end of your journey, just a step in that way. But it's always interesting to, to hear a little bit of how God has used his presence and used his leading to lead people from one place to the another to the another on their journey. So, how did God interact with you on? I don't know. Back up fifteen years ago, I'm not <laughs> sure you would have thought you'd have gone from middle and high school teacher to where you are now.
2: Yeah, for sure, I would not have thought this was the plan. Um, but I've loved it. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I felt God calling me out of teaching, which did not make sense um, because I absolutely loved that job mm-hmm. and. There were a few years in there where I was just kind of exploring what it meant to have this deeper relationship with God, which was wonderful. And then got to, um, serve as a middle and high school youth pastor, which mm-hmm. was also amazing. It just, I was just teaching the same kind of kids, but a whole different topic, which yeah. was just as fun as teaching English. Um, and then I just, I don't know. I, I always wanted to, um, work in the field of coaching or counseling and just never pulled the trigger for some reason. Sure. And I always had people coming to me, whether it was students, coworkers, friends, saying, I don't really understand why, but I feel like you're the person I want to talk to about this. Sure. And it just, it happened so many times that I thought, well, maybe there's something more there that God and I should explore.
1: <laughs> yeah, maybe that's one of the way God's sort of nudging me there. Yeah. And on a personal level, just thank you. You have uh, pastored both my children uh, <laughs> in different ways. And I took a moment when you said you love this as much as you love teaching English. I have to say, I'm not sure I would love kids. I'm not sure I would love <laughs> teaching English. But I know that both my kids have been uh, on the receiving end of wisdom and grace and things that you've shown them. And so... What I think is real interesting about where God has led you, maybe you think it's interesting there, maybe you don't, Mm -hmm. is that you have an opportunity to step into this place that too often, especially in the church world, in the Christian world, that is deeply misunderstood. And by that, I mean this, when we talk about mental or emotional health, there seems to be a stigma. And by that is like, if you talk to someone and they have cancer, Mm -hmm. you... You say go to the doctor. Absolutely. Right? Understanding that cancer is a part of the fallen world that we live in. Yes. When we talk about emotional and mental health, there seems to be, at least from my experience, an overabundance of thought towards that it was always Mm self-imposed, that you don't need to go to a doctor. You got yourself into it. We forget the fallen, broken world that we live in. Yes. And so as a result of that, there's a whole lot of people struggling in areas not getting help. That could use it. Talk to me a little bit about your experience in that, and why you think it's so important to break that down.
2: Yeah, um, in that psalm that you read, you know, it says that you know we are made wonderfully complex. And if anybody has done any sort of delving into the mental and emotional parts of us, that is absolutely wonderfully complex. Mm-hmm. And like you said, if if we have a physical ailment, there's absolutely no no shame, no negative thoughts about seeking help for that. But for some reason there is this stigma around mental and emotional health. And I feel like if if we look at the whole person, because God did not just make our physical being and then left up, he didn't like contract it out to somebody else to yeah. make our hearts and minds. I mean, he made the entire person. So we should be far more willing to look at our own mental and emotional health and seek help when we need it, because it's not something that is separate from the rest of us. Mm-hmm. It, we He made... Every tiny piece of us, the entire being. And so... Why are we not taking care of the entire being?
1: Yeah, it's so wonderful you bring up that point that we're all interconnected Mm -hmm. in that aspect of it. But it's really easy to compartmentalize. Oh, for sure. And say, well, no, this has nothing to do with here. This has nothing to do over here. You reminded me of uh, just something that my wife once said to me, and and you know pretty well. She looked at me, she Mm -hmm. said, I'm not a puzzle to be figured out. (laughs) Now, I've used that as an excuse, not figuring it out many (laughs) times. But I think of that analogy in some ways that we are complex people. Mm -hmm. We are And with a puzzle... Uh, I don't know if you've ever had this experience happen. Where like You could be staring at it for mm-hmm. a long time looking for this piece or whatever it might be. And then all of a sudden, some other person just shows yep. up. And like in five <laughs> seconds, they see what you've been staring at. Yes. And you're like, was that so obvious to them when it wasn't obvious to me? Well, there's some reasons of that when you think about the puzzle. And I think there's also some very good analogies there when we talk about bringing someone in yes. to help us in that way. And in fact, uh, you've recently sort of uh, tweaked the name yes. of – your, uh, your, your practice from blueprint mental health coaching to blueprint heart and mind coaching. I think you've sort of alluded to this a little (laughs) bit already about why, but talk about that change and what was the inspiration behind it?
2: Sure. Yeah. Um, I, I felt like I was, even I was even in this business, this, this practice, I was, um, forgetting a really key part of it Mm because we are Thankfully, the stigma around mental health is coming down a little sure. bit. We are getting a little more willing to delve into that. But I feel like emotions for a lot of people, we think, Oh no, that's really messy. That's, that's something I want to keep at arm's length. I don't want to, you know, whether it's our own feelings or the emotions that we're experiencing from somebody else, we mm-hmm. want to keep that at a distance. And so in, in renaming my practice, I felt like I wanted to put the focus on both emotional and mental and so I changed it to heart and mind because that's like I said you know God made the entire being so let's focus on all of that
1: yeah there's so many things that I would like to sort of dig at so to speak from that but I'm just going to kind of make this sort of question another digging question if I just use that term you talk about excavating things Mm -hmm. right and I have this mental picture in my mind maybe other people (laughs) do as well um that have distorted someone's blueprint. And, and again, if you haven't caught this already, when we're talking about blueprint in this conversation, we're talking about the unique design, the unique print that God has made you, that you're fearfully and wonderfully made yes. uh, in that way. So excavating has some implications that I think we know <laughs> about landscaping or building or whatever. What does mm-hmm. that have to do when we think about someone's heart and their mind?
2: Sure. Yeah, um, I feel like often... We we feel like in order to, to delve into that mental and emotional side of our worlds, we feel like we need to go out and look for ourselves. That, that phrase is often used. I, I needed to go, I needed to spend some time finding myself. Mm-hmm. Well, you're not out there somewhere. You, you have everything that you ever needed from God already in your blueprint. And so rather than looking for something outside of you or outside of your relationship with God, it's more, I think of it more as things have gotten piled on top of okay. the original design. It's almost like if the blueprint is lying on a table mm-hmm. and there have been things, you know, the junk mail and the keys and the book that you had didn't finish reading and you know whatever has gotten piled up on top of it. But in our mental and emotional health, it's the the incorrect thoughts that we're thinking about ourselves or believing about ourselves or things that people have said to us or done to us. And so we've gotten this blueprint distorted and we don't have to go outside somewhere to look for it to fix it what we need to do is invite god into the process of digging through the things that have gotten piled on top that have distorted Mm. the unique design and it's it's still in there it's still inside you he he hasn't changed it he put it in you before we were even born and we just need to invite him into that process of let's get like let's Shovel this piece out. Let's get this lie off the top. Let's get this wrong belief out of the way and then get back to the original design. From and then we can live and interact with others from there. All right. So I think
1: I'm kind of mentally walking myself through some processes Mm -hmm. that I've been through in my life and Mm -hmm. I know that you've been through in your life. And there's from time to time, whether it's, you know, God coming directly to us through a spirit or God often using other people yes. and that's what he does and with you at Blueprint Heart and Mind. Um, there's this moment, this I don't know, aha moment, mm-hmm. light bulb moment, whatever, mm-hmm. where you begin to say, oh, okay, that's the blueprint. There it is. Yes. But talk about though the difference between just being aware that there's a blueprint and actually what it looks like to live from that blueprint or set a different way. How does awareness differ from actual healing. How does true restoration, what does it look like? Um, and why oftentimes then we need some help for other people?
2: Yeah. The um you know the phrase like admitting the problem is you know step 1. Absolutely. Right. And so yes, being made aware of it or coming to your own awareness of it is a necessary step, but if we stop there, mm-hmm. it's just like we're we're carrying this thing around next to us the whole time. Like we're aware that it's there, but if it's still causing problems or it's still affecting relationships or our own thinking, then it being aware of it doesn't really get us anywhere other than yes, I'm carrying this thing around with me. It's with me all the time. And so awareness needs to happen first, and then diving into what does it look like to get healing. And depending on what the particular thing is for each person, how that healing can come about is just as unique as the blueprint is. And so that's why I keep saying we have to invite God into the process. And whether that's through prayer or, like you said, sometimes he will send people into our stories that then can also help yeah. excavate and uncover and redirect us back to the blueprint. And my husband often uses the the analogy of... You know, when you're sitting on the couch and you're watching TV and you're trying to use the remote control to to change the volume or the channel, and it for some reason it's just you're hitting the button and you hit it even harder because sometimes that somehow works better. I do that. I know too, right?
1: Yeah.
2: Because mm-hmm. <laughs> if the battery's dying, hitting the button helps. Hard, you that's, know, whatever. That's exactly
1: right. It Feels that way, <laughs>
2: right? And for some reason, it's just not working for you. But you hand the remote to the person who's sitting just a few inches away from you. They hit the same button, and all of a sudden, it works. Sometimes, just that shift in perspective. Just inviting somebody else into the process is extremely helpful. And so sometimes inviting somebody into this healing process of our mental and emotional health is just, we're too close to it. Mm. It's, it's normal for us. We can't see it clearly because it's just the way it's always been. And so if you invite somebody else into it, then it helps not only bring more awareness for you, but if they can see it completely differently or just a little bit differently, then sometimes that is the key to ushering in some healing. Mm. I,
1: I loved a, a lot of what you said there. One thing that really grabbed me in just a moment ago when you talk about how each one is different. That this isn't like this sort of like mass production house that you see mm-hmm. happening in the suburbs. Mm-hmm. Like every house looks the yes. same. Actually, every blueprint is different. So mm-hmm. every way to discover that looks a little bit different. Absolutely. In your experience, have you found, and again, I'm not trying to reduce this around, well, here's three issues that everyone has and that sort of stuff, but do you see some common themes that come when people come and ask you for heart and mind coaching and asking Jesus into this process with them that, um, that often distorts the blueprint, maybe more so than others? And it's a bit of a leading question, and, <laughs> and I didn't tell you I was going to ask this, but I just found it interesting that you're talking about each one's different. So do you mm-hmm. see some specific things that tend to pop up more than others?
2: Often it, it's it's a kind of I don't want to say a red flag, but it's a it's a, an identifier for me when people say, "Well, this is just the way I am," or "This is just the way my family has always been." Okay, that is a pretty common statement that people make. Now, whatever this thing is that sure. they've always been, or the way their family has always been, um, is as unique as, like I said, and you know, each person's blueprint. But when when we say things like "always" or "never," those are pretty good indicators that we're stuck. Believing something about ourselves mm-hmm. or God or others that is not accurate, right? And so, just even listening to people whenever they come in to have a conversation, they they tell you more than they realize because they are too close to it. They, again, this is the way I've always been. But yeah. and so then I'll just say, well, but what if it's not? <laughs> yeah. Thanks to Bob Hamp. Yeah. Um, but what if it's not? And so then that that kind of opens up the conversation for things that we believe about ourselves that are not true but they've been there forever so it feels true things that we believe about others that we're in relationship with and i mean i i could give specifics but that list would be forever sure. long and so it's just it's mostly the the beliefs that we hold about ourselves who we are and how we are that's that's the really That's really the most common thing that I see.
1: Mm. And it's really easy for those wrong beliefs to sneak in. You could even just think of that remote control analogy Mm -hmm. and you hand it to someone else. And instead of saying, oh, they just had a different angle you could think they had a better finger than I did yes, or they knew how to hit it harder than I did I have less this and yep. they're more that yep. and even in that moment can can see it a little bit differently now starting a, a new organization starting a new business starting a new practice starting a new you know anything that's mm-hmm. new right has some unique challenges to it so as you've started this practice what are some of the things that you've bumped up against and how's God help you manage those
2: yeah, and that's the key right there is that I've I mean the idea first of all to even do this came from God he even gave me the idea of the word blueprint. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, there were so many things that, so many conversations that God and I had. And I, I remember very distinctly saying, but God, I don't know anything about, you know, running this kind of business or practice. And very clearly different people's faces popped into my imagination. Sure. They are people who are in my life, who care about me, who have walked all kinds of roads with me, who actually they know about business. And so it was kind of like God was showing me that I already have a network of people who would absolutely want to be on this journey with me, who know far more. And I have asked them so many questions um that's really been um, a big help is finding people who have been further down this road than i am and being able to ask questions because there is a lot that i didn't know that i didn't know
1: yeah and i think there's an interesting reminder uh, for those of us who are listening about the fact that you know god doesn't always you know Call the prepared, he prepares those he calls, right? Mm-hmm. And yes. almost in the same way that it takes a step of faith many times to come in and for people to talk to you, mm-hmm. it took a step of faith for you to step out and say, I've put people around you to help you on this journey for you to live out your own specific blueprint yes. and how God's made you to do. And that's almost an extension of now what you're doing with others. And, and I love that example of, of how you're managing them. It's almost this, like I'm almost doing the same thing with others that I'm asking, invite people in to do with me. Yes. Uh, and you know, certainly in your time doing this, you've probably had a, more than a few moments where you're like, thank you, Jesus, for putting me here, uh, for letting me see the fruit that you're doing mm-hmm. in people's lives. Mm-hmm. Um, story, too, maybe you want to
2: share? Sure, without getting into too many specific details. Sure, yeah. I don't wanna...
1: yeah. You, you can call them Brian. You can tell you I was working with someone named Brian. That's fine.
2: Um, the, the, the thing that I notice um, that is just it's really confirming that God is actually moving and Mm -hmm. is at work, even if we don't often notice every detail of what he's up to. When I am having a conversation with someone and I notice their language is changing, which indicates their thought patterns are changing, which also then indicates that their beliefs about themselves or God or others are changing. And so when they, when they start, saying things differently to indicate their thoughts are different they often don't notice it either and Which is I find so interesting that they didn't notice what the issue was, mm-hmm. and then they don't notice that it's actually changing, and they are making progress. And I don't want to say that word as in we have to tick off a list of sure. these, are, these are my goals, but it is progressing into being more who God designed you to be. And so when I point out to them, hey, did you notice that you used this word instead of that one? Or did you notice that you said you're no longer doing this thing that you didn't want to do? And sometimes they don't notice that, and so... Being able to have basically a front row seat yeah. to watch the healing and transformation that's happening in people's lives is truly an honor. And it's honestly, it's it's really fun to watch God show up uniquely for each person because he doesn't do it the same for any of us. It's it's so unique and so individual. And being able to share that with the person who's experiencing the transformation is priceless.
1: That's such a a powerful thing you're saying, because I think a lot of people have had uh, a lot of people speak in, have you noticed how you've done this wrong (laughs) in their life? Uh, (laughs) But maybe not nearly as much of people who've been there uh, along their side, coaching them, helping them, say, did you notice how God's changing you in this way? And when he gets so close in that. Now, if someone went to blueprintheartandmind.com, found an information, and they decided, hey, I'd love to to, to spend some time with Brooke Mm -hmm. uh, as we spend some time together with God, what would Gives maybe kind of a typical time together. expectations. Does it always happen in the same sort of place? You know, kind of set a stage for them if they're maybe a little concerned. Yeah.
2: Um, I can meet people um, in person, but Mm -hmm. I also have several clients who are out of state. And so we do Zoom calls, and that works remarkably well. I think that was one of the things that I would never have considered had – you know the world not shut down a few years ago and that yeah. became normal was everything was virtual and so um the setting can be pretty much whatever is most convenient for both me and the person that I'm wor- that I'm working with um and to start out i often just tell pe- i ask people to tell me their stories because yeah. i knowing where they came from helps to have a better picture of what's going on right now and where do they want to go and from honestly from them telling me their story and whatever it is the whatever the the issue is that they came to seek help with that just opens up a whole avenue of I mean several avenues really of where can we go and what is it that you want to get out of this time with me and so we can set goals in the sense of what do you want to see change in you? And we invite God into that process if that's what they're looking for, because I will also absolutely work with people who don't have a faith foundation. But working, you know, inviting God into it makes it a whole lot easier. It does. (laughs) He knows the blueprint because he made it.
1: And so if you're listening, I... You really don't have to be prepared, no. I guess, to say this, because you have a story. Every yes. one of us have a story. Uh, and, and Brooke just sort of helps you walk and understand that with the help of God through a little bit more of that story. Now, um, again, BlueprintHeartAndMind.com is the website. Um, certainly they can go there. Uh, are there other places or any other things that you might encourage them to go to or even just you know connect you via email or whatever it might be where they can not just learn more about the practice but also mm-hmm. learn more att- – Potentially about starting this process of discovering their truest selves, their blueprint.
2: Sure. Yeah, I have um, a Facebook page, but honestly, on my website, I have um, a blog that kind of just gives a better idea of what to expect from conversations and different ideas that we can work through. Um, and there's also a link there if you want to schedule um, a, a session with me, some yeah. one-on-one time. It, the, the The website is really the place to go. It just it kind of has links to everything.
1: Sure. So that website again is blueprintheartandmind.com. Blueprintheartandmind.com. Uh, from a personal endorsement, if people it means anything for me giving it, uh, it'll be time well spent with Brooke. Trust <laughs> me in that way. Uh, my family have been blessed by her and her family, uh, and I know you will too. So, Brooke, thanks for taking time to be on the show today. And thank you for stepping out in that act of faith, you know, and doing what God has called you to do, living out that blueprint, because it's really hard to call people to live out their blueprint <laughs> when we're not living it out ourselves, right? Yes, yes. And, and as you do that, I know your heart, it's the same as the heart of this show that all things that happen happen through the help of God and what he's done through us through Jesus Christ. So as you've listened today and wherever you find yourself, listen to some podcast, listen on the radio, or some other time catching this, never forget this truth. It's the gospel that makes
0: a way. It's
2: the gospel, the gospel that makes a way.
0: Thank you for joining us and listening to Good News for the City, a gospel partnership between WAVA and One Heart D.C., This is a partnership, movement which celebrates and seeks to accelerate the move of the gospel into the Washington, D.C. metro area. It is our prayer that through this radio broadcast ministry of good news for the city, we will see transformed lives and communities and more and more people responding to the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ.